Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Hutton Orbital Radio News. I am your usual host, Dick Chafing. And I'm the very unusual Hoba Mallow. And tonight's news... After Commander Paradroid drops bio-waste in George's pants, the system finally enters an election state. War in Wise precipitates a new crime wave. The Hodden Endurance Challenge dates announced. Forenzina Van Caster confirms as clinically bonkers. The Hutton, you know, you you got me all wrong. (laughs) Excuse me. It was in the right order. You read my bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, take chafing here. A swarm of commanders named Andy confuse the station systems. Cecil's hangover cured by rare run in the hands of a lone commander. Yeah, professional news as always. First tonight, we are happy to announce that after our efforts to secure a political lead against the Democrats in George Pantazis, now affectionately known as George's Pants, we have entered an election state, forcing the population of one of the planet side installations to choose sides. Rumor has it that Commander Paradroid was the commander who finally convinced the population to rebel against the existing government and demand change, after he brought five tons of the most potent bio-waste he could find and dropped it on their doorstep. A very smelly way to kick off a vote of no confidence, but thank you, Commander, and your protest waste. The Hutton spy team have reported increase. A crime in the Y system again, combined with a war between two smaller factions within the system, our influence is dropping dangerously. Alvin is not happy. Any commanders available to alternate between running missions for the huge election in George's pants and winning before we go BOOM! Keeping a lid on the crime in Wise. We won't even mention the pending expansion. Not until after we've finished in George's pants. With Commander Eleanor of the EDC racing his way back on his annual Voyager Challenge, our intrepid and very yellow Fazarina Van Caster has responded to a distress call and urgently headed in Eleanor's direction. That's direction, the election was in the last story. With a shipment of rare tea and prayer sticks to assist the ailing Imperial Bass Magnet. At 37,000 light-years from Hutton, Fazarina is accelerating towards the incoming Imperial at speeds that boggle their mind, ready to throw tea at him as soon as they rendezvous. The Hutton psychiatrist, only just recovering from treating all the returning gimps, has issued a certificate stating that Van Caster should be given good medication and padded walls at every opportunity. Well, let me tell you something, brother. Hogan's run, the Hutton Endurance Race's dates have been announced. April the 9th at galactic time of high noon is the start to allow all Hutton maniacs from across the galaxy to take part. 
Our head marshals and chief race steward, Commander Splendor and Texas Stew, have released details of the route. Zeph from the secret shadowy network, oh, that we're not allowed to mention, uh, has sent in a flyby, and last Sunday saw extensive testing of the surface racing. Unfortunately, Commander Flossie reported of having reached the destination a little bit too early, but she ran out of fuel while searching for her SRV garage and exploded. And, uh, Mr. Marlowe, if you wouldn't mind reading this next story, I have a doorbell to answer. With the appointment of Commander Squibbo, the administration team here at Hutton Orbital, we have had a mysterious influx of a lot of blokes called Andy at the station. Immigration and Commander identification systems have been overloaded by the sheer number of Andes arriving in many cases. The wrong cargo manifests and mission instructions have been handed out. Rather jokingly, one commander even broke into the crew changing rooms and wrote the word Andy on the bottom of everybody's left boot. It remains for the team to say welcome aboard Squibbo and all of the Hotbox team. Glad to have you part of the crew and looking forward to your next epic Sunday trucking mission. Hashtag for the mug. And finally, after Cecil B. Trumpington's latest disaster, the appeal for, for help... More on this later, two commanders have leaped to his assistance. The first commander, Ed Lewis, managed a total of only 18 different rare items to Hutton Orbital. Not to be outdone by the grandly named Commander Star-Lord Prime, has jumped into action and is currently rounding up each one of the rares in the galaxy in alphabetical order. After he left, he realised many of the items in the top half of the alphabet were illegal just about everywhere and is now and now appears to... And and it now appears he is being chased across the uh, by known space by forces from 24 different systems, bounty hunters, and even the odd money-hungry pirate or two. Let's hope he lives up to his name, but he should make it to Hutton. His name is likely to be engraved in the Hall of Fame alongside such luminaries as Jester Inc., Michelle, Galactic Midden, Hoburn Mallow, and even the long-lost BGT. <laughs> Who's that Mr. Mallow thing, eh? Uh, oh, no idea who he's talking about there. And that was the news I'm delighted to be chafing. And I'm suitably Mallow. Stay tuned for more updates after... This special, special, it is special, no, I'm telling you, it's special message. Was it special? It's, it's quite special. To Alvin DeFear, Hutton Orbital Control Room, somewhere in Alpha Centauri, a very long way from the jumping point, from Cecil B. Trumpington, Uh, Most recently, of Cubicle 3. Dear Sir, regarding appeal for assistance. As instructed, and for the mug... I have spent the last 12 days assisting with the reclaiming of Cubicle 3. I must say that it was in quite a terrible state. I can only assume that you have been visited by some rather unwell commanders. 
partner unwell in the trouser department. Luckily, I had a supply of gin left in my locker and took it with me. I also took a mug for the mug. I can honestly say that the gin has an astonishing effect upon my ability to ignore the most foul of humours emanating from your plumbing. However, following my twelve-day assistance uh, for the mug, wherein I exhausted my supply of gin uh, for the mug, Um, in my mug, uh, for the mug. I seem to have hit a little bit of a problem. I can't find my python. It has vanished. Uh, it's gone. I went to pad one where I distinctly recall parking it, climbed into my ship and was surprised upon looking around that it had turned into an eagle. What is more, it appears to be an unshielded eagle uh, with rail guns. Not very good for trucking uh, for the mug. I looked in the console to one side of the pilot's chair for my mug, for the mug. And discovered that it was missing. There wasn't any gin, but I did find a nice bottle of rum and a rather nice jaunty hat. Whoever stole my python uh, and my mug, uh, for the mug, <sighs> appears to have also left behind an eye patch. On taking off from the pad, I did notice a rather nice python, very similar to mine in a lovely purple colour, with the same images emblazoned on it as mine, uh, parked on pad three. I duly sent a message in the general direction of this ship, saying, If you see a ship just like yours, sir, I would be very grateful if you could ask whoever had borrowed it to return. I need to get back to trucking for the mug. As soon as possible, he didn't reply. 
I have taken the liberty of using this lovely eagle for the time being to go and hunt for my python. I am convinced that the security forces in Alpha Centauri have mistaken me for someone else. They keep chasing me, talking about bounties and pirates. As I was making a swift exit uh, for the mug, I sent a distress call to all our fellow truckers. I had an idea. Aha! Maybe this situation has something to do with the headache I have. To that end, I have asked any generous truckers for the mug. go and find not only my python, uh, which is missing, and very like the one on pad three, if anyone needs to take a look, but also a very, very large selection of rare artifacts in an effort to cure this headache. Of course, should it work, I will give the recipe to the station medic to store alongside the purgative that they gave whichever poor soul visited Cubicle 3. Yours faithfully, me. Now, where did I put that python? Commander Stu, a cargo trader from Tupertsky, who found himself faced with a situation that all pilots dread. Main fuel tank drained. Was the last thing Commander Stu wanted to hear. His heart rate quickened and his breathing sped up in panic as he realized the direness of his situation. Once his ship systems began losing power, he knew it was only a matter of time. With the pressure and temperature in his cabin beginning to drop, a mist-like fog formed as the moisture in the air condensed. We call this the fog of death. And with each breath from this moment on, Stu began to consume what little remained of his precious oxygen supply. The rapid decompression kicked in fast and his hands and feet began to tingle as the oxygen level in his blood fell dangerously low. Followed by a rapid decline in his ability to perform even the simplest of tasks, Commander Stu was experiencing the effects of hypoxia. But at this point, it was too late, since the lack of oxygen to his brain had already created a feeling of euphoria, even though his body had begun to shut down. With his judgment and senses impaired, Commander Stu drifted off into unconsciousness, and eventually, death. Running out of fuel doesn't have to have a tragic end, but Stu made one critical mistake. He didn't call the fuel rats. So if you find yourself in this precarious predicament, just follow these simple steps. Step 1. Power down all systems except for your life support and power plant. Step 2. 
call the fuel rats. Step three, live to fly another day. Don't end up like Commander Stupid. Call the fuel rats. We have fuel. You don't. Any questions? Wow. Well, in case you've just come back from those wonderful real-world adverts, welcome to Hutton Orbital Radio. We are broadcasting live tonight, Thursday, the 24th of March, and we've just done the news in a rather makeshift and... uh, Thank you very much to Obermallow, who <laughs> stepped in at the very, very last second to deal with uh, not, well, not only just a sick Dave, a sick Vantian, but also me having to leave halfway through a broadcast to answer the front door. And you managed it well, so thank you very much, Ober. That was uh, very good. Thank you, Cal. Um, I'd also like to say that my curry also arrived at that exact moment, so the dog's barking as well downstairs. <laughs> It's one of these days. It's just going to be one of these days. And you know, you though your you know your first sort of broadcast, a wee bit of nerves coming in there. Talk about being you know trial by fire, straight in at the deep end, and everything going wrong around you. You just got to keep talking. I mean, I, I suppose that's really the skill in doing broadcasting is just keep talking. Well, I did have a little bit of the herbadabadabadabas bit, but you know, if if you can kind of just get past that, then nobody really listens, so it's all right. <laughs> so you heard the little uh, Cecil B. Trumpington uh, letter there, which we just played before we went into a wee advert break, and we're back, and of course there is a, there's a number of things happening. I mean, we've got the Hobermallows, uh, <laughs> who's obviously famed for his impressive stamina, and we've named the event after him, which is just, you know, that's, that's that, that must be a big props for you, Mr. Mallow. Is it named after me? I, th- I thought I thought it was, I thought it was the Hogan's run. Uh, Not the Hogan's right. run. I thought it was Hobers. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're also joined in the studio by Commander Spike, our political mastermind. Uh, I don't know, our spy leader. Oh, that's uh, a good title. D- 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 yeah, that'll do. I'll t- I'll take that. The spy general. I have <laughs> ways of making you talk, <laughs> and ways of making people listen. Uh, how are you doing? I'm doing absolutely very good. A little bit busy at work, but apart from that, very, very good. And being cursed and called out for causing people to go out and buy very expensive graphics cards on your say-so. I, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I can't believe that I forced you to go out and buy a new graphics card. It was. Oh. I, I mean, I was phoning you up, shouting at you, forcing you to do it. <laughs> Did he make you buy one? No, he didn't, but he uh, obviously he's clearly persuaded you, Cal, to buy one. But he's also got... Um, Commander Remclep to buy one, and Commander, <laughs> Commander Remclep was so eager to play it today, till the patch dropped and his DK2 fell on its ass. So oh. he's not even playing the game for the next couple of weeks till it's sorted. <laughs> oh, he's going to be upset. <laughs> he's going to be gunning for you. <laughs> he's going to be after oh, you, Spike. No. <laughs> he did, he not, did say many people he, you want to upset. He did say he took his kids out at seven o'clock this evening to go down to his local. PC World or whatever they call it in uh, in Europe to try and go and get another cable to try and plug it in didn't work. <laughs> oh, I I need to avoid him then. Oh dear. 
<laughs> these things happen. So, I mean, it's been a, it's been a busy old week for the Hutton Truckers. Uh, we've had a couple of interesting, which we'll tell you about when we can, uh, unless you happen to be watching a particular stream last night where a particular person uh, gave a little sneak peek of this particular surprise. And I'm trying to be as vague as possible because it's definitely awesome enough to wait for. Uh, I think that's fair to say. Now, I know that Commander Spike has paid witness to this particular surprise that's coming very soon but Mr. Mallow hasn't and um, there is definitely worth waiting until we get the final draft done and bring it out to you and oh you're just going to love it, it's just it's amazing, it's just spectacular I know people hate being teased that way but trust me you're going to love this and in fact if you're going to Elite Meet um, we are hoping and trying to arrange for some certain things to be available there with this surprise as well. So Elite Meet, we've got quite a few things. We're kind of working at the moment on whether or not to try and bring a raffle in just to sort of get some cool prizes out there. But, you know... Mug. Mugs, of course, always going to have to be mugs, isn't there? But yeah, other than that, we've had that surprise. We've had, obviously, we've been trying to departmentalise the Hutton Truckers to allow people to have nice, clear lines of communications to get all that they need in order to run their own events. We've got the endurance run coming on as a date, which, um, are you about to, are you announcing that tonight, Hober? I think he's gone for his curry. <laughs> he, he, he announcing what, sorry? Are you announcing the date for the um, the the the, the, the sorry sorry the Hogan, the Hogan's Run? Um, yes, the endurance date. It's the 9th of April, um, high noon galactic time. So everybody's on the same clock. Clocks may change over the uh, next few days, but galactic clock clock always stays the same. <laughs> that was, <laughs> that, that, was, that, that was stays the same as well. <laughs> Yep, the Galactic Midden Cox stays the same. Yes, GMC. Quality broadcast. Oh, yeah, we'll edit that one out. It'll be like you never said it. It will, it will. So let's try not to reference the fact that you said cock on air. Right, uh, no, I'm making did it Did you say cock on air? It did, <laughs> it's shocking. Um, Hober, so uh, if I will start with that and then we'll go into the political stuff in a minute. So let, let's hear about this this amazing endurance run. Uh, I know we're getting teams signing up for it. Do, can you give us a sort of rough level of numbers? Are we still accepting team submissions? Um, yes, we're still accepting team submissions. Um, it's probably about a fourteen-hour trek. I say trek in a very loose term um, across the planet from one station to another station. So you've really got to get your teams right. You've got to get the time zones right because fourteen hours is a long time. Um, but you know, as long as you keep those mugs are flowing, then you'll be all right. You can quite happily just. Go back into your ship, but don't fly. Serious rule, do not fly any of it, or we'll be on you. Well, you know, you're saying this, but what is the event? It, well, let me tell you, brother. Thank you. It's Hogan's Run, the endurance <laughs> race. Okay. It's an endurance race, okay. And what, <laughs> what does that entail, brother? <laughs> Well, let me tell you, brother. <sighs> so it's basically taking a selection of mugs um, in SRVs from one station on the planet. I don't actually have the uh, planet name here. Um, to the other side of the planet. Right, okay. Well, I'll tell you what. I, I tend to have the, de- the well details. <laughs> it is going to be on April the 9th, and it's in the Cardinal, uh, our park tier system. And it is a run from Ready's Progress 
all the way out to Gooch's progress, which means you'll be making Hogan's progress. So Hogan's run uh, is a massive, <laughs> what is it? It's a, it's a massive 600 and something odd kilometres. Uh, I can't remember the exact figure. It is quite a distance and it's expected to take any team between 13 hours to 16 hours. So it is one of these um, events that is definitely suited to truckers. There are documents being produced to help you get the hang of it so you can check it out. There are huge mountain ranges to be navigated. There are tons and tons and tons and tons of different routes that you can take. Um, some that will lead to certain doom and some that might lead to certain success and you could be that winning team that are going to lift the trophy so uh, I believe there's some uh, facts and rules do you have those to hand? Mr Mallow No (laughs) Okay, so here are the facts Can we fly? No Can we call our ship to swap the SRV if ours gets damaged? Yes, as long as you don't fly a little sneaky two metres of the route, then that's fine. Can we hand over cargo to wingman? That is most definitely a yes, this is what we want. We want you to bring a wingman in, land next to you, and there is a procedure that has been established on how to do that. Can we shoot anyone? No, 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 no. How many can we have in our team? As many... SRVs as it takes to get the job done. What if I die? Well, you'd better hope a wingman is still on the ground who can wait for you to come back, or it's back to the start. Can you bring spare cargo in your ship? Of course you can, as long as it's only for reloading the SRV whilst the ship is static on the ground. And then we have some information on how do you log your entries. Screenshot at the start, at the required time, and then screenshot your odometer. Reading for your SRV, for anyone taking part. Screenshot any pit stops or handovers. Screenshot the final delivery, and then submit your entry showing any detail that supports your final submission. Shout about it on Facebook, and of course, we've got the event thread on Facebook as well. Who decides if you win? That'll be, of course, Alvin, plus some adjudicators from the Hutton team. We just basically, I mean, it's one of these things, we run an honour system. Unless, you know, you are trying to pull a fast one, we're going to pretty much really try and and, and hope that everything is hunky-dory. If there's any glaring errors, then you're going to be ejected out of the nearest airlock. But, you know, treat it honestly, treat it fairly. This is how we operate, and we'd love to have your submissions and give you an opportunity. The more people that get their entries in, the more prizes we can give out. What can you win? Well, how does a trophy with your team name engraved on it? And if you happen to be some kind of narcissist, then do it on your own, and it can just be your name on it. Yeah, rare to be seen forever. And there'll be individual medals for the rest of the team if you have a team of more people. And you can just, you know, ship that trophy around your team members so you all get it. And anybody who completes this run will get a flight patch. I think more. Um, I think uh, our, our 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 Hober is uh, available for some more information. Is that correct, Hober? Um, can I drink Century Megajin whilst driving? Well, it's not frowned upon greatly. 
but it might you know increase the chances of you crashing into a brick wall or the only large rock in that particular part of the course now it is got i mean there are rules the chief the chief race marshal's decisions are final so you can appeal to alvin if you want but he tends just to urinate on your letters and then bark at you uh, be nice to each other the trick of course the hut and trucker's way is to play with players if you see someone in distress and you can help them then go for it document it share it we want this to be a big event that has lots of people showing the fun stuff that we get up to so if you see a little srv kind of on its last wheel dragging itself holding the mug above the lava screaming for help then land on them and squish them flat no don't do that but you could do that that'd be quite funny too especially if it was you know hober but do you know do think about dropping down i mean i believe um andrew did you have the information about how to do the transfer for when you have another team member coming in because it's a slightly convoluted process if i said yes i would be completely lying Right. Well, essentially what you need to do is, obviously you're flying... Uh, hopefully you've got it and you can I, I, cover. I, I kind of know it's not a problem. <laughs> Why are you guys here tonight? Never mind, never mind. I don't know. <laughs> Your SRV... which, which Andrew? Because we've had an influx of Andrews and I'm not sure he's the right one we need to be speaking to. Oh, I just call Russell and Oh, Andrew. we've got the wrong one. Uh, we've got the wrong right. Andrew. Bring in the oh, next Andy. Oh, that's the problem. No, 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 wrong one. Sorry. User has left your channel. (laughs) (laughs) So, essentially, when you're in your SRV, you'll come to a halt. You will put a call to recall your ship. You may wish at this point to rejoin your ship and engage a wing beacon. Your teammate coming in to relieve you should be part of your wing. He should lock onto your wing beacon and come and land right next to you. Or if you want to be completely and utterly correct in that process, slightly behind you. So this is not taking any advantages of, um, you know, well, I, I thought I was landing right on top of him. No, 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 no. We're not going to put up with any of that. Not at all. You must land it as you know, close to the original position as you can. The previous the person should then drop the mug for you to then scoop up in your SRV. And I think it's actually easier to jump back into your SRVs and do a nice little handover. And at that stage, you have officially passed the baton and the next SRV can carry on the journey. It will be a little bit pernickety. It will be a little bit tricky. It probably will not work at some people's bequest. <laughs> It'll probably lead to some hilarity when someone lands a T9 on top of the SRV and kills their teammate. All these things are going to happen, and we want to see pictures of it. So, you know, definitely, if you fancy getting involved, here we go, Hober, I'm going to hand this one to you. How do people submit their teams um, you need to submit it to I took part in the mug at what? <laughs> I took part at Hutton Orbital. Oh, that's the one. <laughs> Yay, I got something right. Yay! So, if you read, send an email with your interest in this event. If you have a team, give us your details to I took part at HuttonOrbital dot com. That is also the email address that we will want you to send your evidence for and two and that will then allow us to verify your entry and your validity and then offer you prizes and get in touch if you are a member of the facebook 
page for, for Hutton Truckers. If you go to Hutton Truckers, uh, HuttonOrbital.com and click on the Facebook page link, you'll take it there. Join our Facebook page and then you can see the event. Join in the event and you can see all the latest information. You can ask questions there. If you need to ask a question desperately and you don't do the old Facebook, then do email us at itookpart at HuttonOrbital.com and we'll get to your question as soon as we possibly can. Now... I have been toying with the concept, the, the little tidbit of the, uh, the the idea of possibly having the radio station running live for the duration of that. Now, it starts on April the 9th at 12 noon GMT. Um, you said that was galactic time. I think, is that not one o'clock galactic time or game time? Well, galactic time is galactic time, whatever it says on the clock. Okay, that was very... Time zones are irrelevant. It's purely down to galactic time. Yeah, but when you put GMT, that does have a meaning. We'll work it out anyway. 12 GMT. Whatever whatever it says when you're docked in a station is galactic time. That's right. I'm pure sure it's an hour ahead of GMT for us. Anyway, it's... it's, We'll work it out. So if you can join us at that point... Is that galactic mean time? Yeah. Galactic Midden Time and if you join us in the Cardinal in the uh, Park TS system at Ready's Progress at 12 noon, get your team ready if you're able to stream, stream it if you can record it, record it this is going to be some event and tune in to Hutton Orbital Radio and we will try and be your guide to let us know send us messages to Facebook send us messages through Twitter through any way you can to get a message to us even in game to Cycle Vandaan, and we will give you a shout out as this event unfolds we'll have some tunes, we'll have some fun we'll have some competitions, we'll maybe have some spot prizes, we'll, ah, we'll do whatever we can to make it those 14 hours seem like 40 and at the end of it all we may have a winner but of course it will have to go to adjudication before we can announce it but we would really like to see you take part in this so um Hober yes sir anything you need to add well there will be a pdf um explaining the terrain and the direction everybody needs to start off in um that should give you a clue as to where you need to go there is a little bit of a crater i say a little bit of a crater um it's quite large that you may need to circumnavigate but not only that for for those people that don't win we're also offering the sportsmanship award and the pdf has now been released Excellent. So, if you want to do that again, go to huttonorbital.com, click on the Facebook link, and you will be able to find these documents linked and stickied at the top of the page. And, uh, yeah, this is going to be an amazing event. We really hope to see lots of people turning out and having a go at it. It should be quite exciting and a lot of fun. I can't drive an SRV in a straight line for more than about two metres, and if you happen to watch me docking and landing on Live Radio Show on Tuesday night, you know that landing, uh, me and your team... I'm probably better sticking to the radio and just sitting there and not trying to help anybody. But, you know, it's going to be some fun. So, yeah, we want to see you guys there. Come and join us. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be amazing. 
And um, that will kind of lead us into a little break. Uh, we'll play a, a quick tune and then we will come back with uh, all of the spectacular and amazing political goings on from our spy team. Uh, yes, Hober, you do have time for a smoke and a piss and possibly even a pancake if you fancy it. Right, let's get a little tune going on. Um, I haven't got anything in particular lined up actually. Uh, so let's try and find something that maybe is, uh, yeah, something that's maybe appropriate to what we've just talked about. And this one definitely is. You may get some real world adverts cutting in. Apologies. Right. Sorry about all of the little technical gremlins sneaking in at the beginning, the middle, and now we get into a part of the show where there will be no more gremlins at all because, man, oh, tune, <laughs> tune. We're getting to the point of the show where there'll be... Uh, we're back! Now we'll get to the point of the show where there'll be no more gremlins because Commander Spike kills gremlins with his bare butt cheeks. Uh, um, Spike, <laughs> please, Hello, get, us up, get us away from what? all these horrible, the- horrible technical googly-booglies and give us some political news. The only the, the only good part is I can't make it any worse than we've we've done so far. So so that, that that's, that's a good part. The, the only thing worse than, than how it's going technically tonight is the telling off that I got from Alvin earlier on around our election. I don't think we've been campaigning hard enough. Uh, Alvin had a, a, a severe talk with me, I think is probably the best way. I can definitely say his bite is certainly worse than his bark. Uh, so we went into election. <laughs> it was, it was. But luckily it was only my arse who was biting, so, so I managed to get away with it. So... So we went into election, and this is our second time we've had an election, because we won Wise, uh, Yamazaki landing in an election, but we weren't really quite sure what we were doing, so we, and we managed to win it. This time, apparently, we know what we're doing, and we're not doing good. So there is only a 1.5% gap between us and those measly people at the Democrats. So oh we've been trucking loads of stuff, we've been running missions which are difficult and to find, but we've only got less than two... An election has a minimum lifespan of three days and maximum of five. So you, you can't win it within the first three days, but you've only got five days to actually break it. We think it's about 5% gap difference. And at the moment, it's only 1.5%, and we haven't moved much in the last three days for either us or the Democrats. So basically, we need anyone that's around. Ignore Alpha Centauri, ignore Wise for the next day and a half, two days, until the election's over, and run missions to your heart's content. Don't forget to look planet side. If you can land planet side, I'm having some issues since the update. And just run all missions. You can also, if you can't find the missions, we have been reliably informed that trading and selling stuff to Crampton's Claim, which is the planet-side station on Georgia's Pants 6A, you can if you sell low-demand expensive goods there, that helps us. So the best run we've found is there's a system 41 light-years away called Gleesey 868, and there's a station there called Braun Station or Braun Port, and you can buy palladium there and then sell that to Crampton's Claim, and you can actually even make a 600-credit profit per tonne and then you can just keep doing that, and that will take money out of the coffers of the Democrats, which will then be bad for them, and hopefully help us. Right. Is there any pew-pew-pew options? There is nothing. So, unfortunately, when you're in election, one of the things, so basically, one of the things that we got from Mike Brooks's post-dev update a few months ago was... Um, 
combat actions and missions have no effect whatsoever. So if you go around shooting stuff, it's not going to help us. It's not going to help the Democrats. What we we clarified today because we thought maybe we could kill the controlling faction in the system who we're not in an election with. And the information we got back today, well, thank you for Rascon for getting this, was that if we went on a killing spree for the controlling faction, that their drop in influence would be shared amongst everyone else who's not in the election with us. So while you're in an election, Pew Pew does nothing. So combat missions don't make any difference, and combat actions make no difference whatsoever. So it's a purely trading and mission thing to get out of it. Okay, well that's that's fair enough. Yeah, and it would help. It's it's slightly tough because one of the things you, we could do is you could smuggle into the black market. Unfortunately, the Democrats don't have a black market. They have two stations, uh, an outpost um, in space, but that has no mar- no commodities market or black market. And the only commodities market they've got is at Crampton's claim on the planet side, and that doesn't have a black market either. So we we it's mission running and selling expensive. Lo- and the key is low demand goods. If they want it then it helps them. So in the same way that, you know how we get people to sell commodity data? So that takes money out to our stations, that takes money out of our kitty. So that's almost like a minus point for us. But the actual fact that you're getting loads of commodity data is like plus two points. So it's the same way with with um, high demand and low demand goods. So if their station wants something, no matter how much money we give them, so if they might give us 10,000 credits for selling the Palladium, if it was high demand, they'd be getting bonus points because we're, we're, we're meeting a demand for their station. So the key is, if it's expensive, it's good, but it's got to be a low demand commodity. Hence why it's only a 600 credits uh, profit yes, on profit. those. Which is yes. fair enough. Hobart, did you have something you wanted to add? Yeah, I was, I was going to say, probably the best commodity to sell at Crampton is um, Palladium. You can, you know, you don't have to go far to pick it up, and as, as everyone said, you make 600 profit on it, but you can really damage their economy with it. Yeah. So that and picking up missions, so essentially what you want to do is, this is another one where it's going to cost us to get this, we have to buy this election essentially, because we're going to be running probably at losses, so take some missions where you can, try and find Palladium, bring it back and sell it, and you will be helping us over the next, well we reckon what, two days maximum then? Yeah, two days back. So we've we've got three days of, of records, and it'll be depending on the exact timing when it kicked in, so yeah, we've got two two days at max. Oh, so that's nice. So by Sunday afternoon, we could have a completely useless station. Uh, we'll have a commodities market and large landing pads. That That is about as best as, best as we're going to get at the moment. <laughs> but, but we will be able to land large ships at something that Alvin owns. But not repair them. Uh, repair, but not do much else. <laughs> well, I mean, it would... Wouldn't be the truckers if it wasn't um, with another catch, and it's like, yeah, we've got a station, and what's the catch? Oh, yeah, it doesn't have outfitting or a black market. Uh, it, it's definitely a step in a, a better direction. True, and it's just, it's a platform, just a little one. It's a platform for for you know one step closer to taking over the system, and it gives us that slightly um, stronger. Uh, position in the system to get missions and somewhere that we can sell stuff that's wanted in order to boost our influence going forward. So, yeah, I suppose it does allow us to get a foothold in the system, which is good because it'll be our first foothold. And then it's just a case of to glory and for the mug, I suppose. Mug. Mug. <laughs> mug. 
so, so yeah, so it's been it's been tough though because I know there's been a lot of commanders doing a lot of stuff over the last few days, but it seems you no, know, we're, we're not sure if it's just we've not been doing enough or some commanders might accidentally still be running missions for the Democrats, which I hope we're not. Oh, stop it. Stop. Stop now. Stop it. Don't do it anymore. We were supporting them, but now we've decided because they hadn't actually turned out their ruling council, not a single member had ever actually gone to Hutton Orbital. At which point then Alvin said, no, don't support them anymore. Start having an election with them. Yeah, absolutely. Let's, let's, let's get the votes to the booth. And I, I believe that their candidate is uh, Donald Trump. I mean, surely, surely he can't win. Yeah, absolutely not. We've got to stop him. Is, is he part of the Trump, Trumpington family? That's right. He could well be. I think he's a third cousin twice removed from Cesc. I believe. I believe. It could be true. could be true. Probably isn't. But, so, we are, that's just, that's just to summarise what the political statement, the political uh, outlay is for this current week, is we want to focus over the next two days, because that's all we've got in George's pants, and we want to run as many missions as we can for the Hutton truckers, and we want to trade in all the high-value commodities that they don't want. Yeah. Fantastic. So uh, the top, yeah, I mean, and palladium is the the highest-value, low-demand commodity that, that we found. So anywhere you bring it from isn't entirely up to you, but that's the one that we found is, yeah, the, the highest-value, low-demand low item. So that should have the biggest impact by taking the most out of their, their bank account. Well, fantastic. So, I mean, it's, it sounds like a plan. And uh, how are we sitting everywhere else? I'd heard rumours that we were taking a bit of a pummeling. In, well, so, no, so I've got the figures here. So Alpha Centauri, we are doing good, probably better than we probably want to do. We are 80% in Alpha Centauri, which probably means, oh, yes, we have got expansion pending. Um, but don't, don't tell David to start panicking. Uh, we've got expansion pending in Alpha Centauri. Uh, Wise is comfortable. We're just below 60%, but that's not a problem because we're nowhere near any of the others. So we've got plenty of leeway and that, that stops us expanding out of Wise. So that's good. Uh, George's Pants is the one we've got a bit of an issue. We are down to where well, we're on 12.4%. So that's been only very, very slowly rising. Really, really slowly since we went into election. And we are also keeping an eye on Altair for when, if we decide to ever do something in there. So we are ticking along very lowly, lowly, lowly? I've just made a word up. At a very low level in Altair at 1.3%. But we're not focusing on Altair. But we are, the spy team is keeping an eye on it just in case we decide to do anything. Because the rebel elite, for, elite rebel force, who, we, who is another player faction, they are in an expansion state and are at 76%. So they are active in that system. Fantastic. So there you go, people. If you're if you're willing to spend the next well, in fact, it's Saturday. I'm forgetting. I'm thinking today's Friday, but of course, tomorrow's Friday because it's um it's the Easter holidays and the kids are off school and it throws everything. So you might be either struggling to get your time on your stick, or you may have opted already to lock yourself away and let the children you know run riot. They can claim that part of the house, and you'll just claim that joystick and you know run some missions for the hunting truckers. And let's win this election and move on to the next target. And yeah, it's interesting. It is interesting. What are you up to this weekend, then, Hober? Are you going to be running some missions? Well, I mean, the last couple of weeks, I've, I've been searching through the galaxy with the cargo hold full of my companions, and I've never been actually able to make it back to Sol. And it all started when I killed the Cyclops and Poseidon took uh, 
a wrong turn with me. But apart from that... Um, Are you probably- courting the storyline to Ulysses? Do, do, do. No. Um, Hober sees, Hober sees. Travelling through the galaxy. <laughs> there you go. There's your 80s reference. Um, no, I, I mean, the, the last last couple of days I've been uh, doing a lot of house res shooting. I've learned how to tank out my Python. Um, I'm now back in a Type 7 just delivering goods in um, George's pants that they don't really want. And I'll probably carry that on because missions have been so sparse and they have been since we started this that I don't think missions are the way forward. I think taking over and making a mark in George's pants are going to be the tough way to go. So I'm going to keep selling them things they do not want and making a profit. I think it's, it's probably quite easy to make a mark in George's pants, but... Yeah, do you make a small one? Yeah, do you do your trading and by all means, you know, have a check for missions every time you're in there, and at least that way you're not sitting around. I I spent two hours on Tuesday trying to get missions for Live Radio Network, and it it gets to a point where it's very frustrating. You you want to do the um? You said the right advice on the podcast, by the way. You want to kill the controlling faction, take them out, killing spree on the controlling faction. They're so far ahead that all their influence will get shared amongst everyone else. Just send everyone a killing spree in the next episode. If you're okay with that slightly nefarious action. Cue <laughs> <Q> Michelle. <laughs> all, all the missions under the Live Radio Network are all assassination missions at the moment. <laughs> that and mining the two things in the game that I don't do very well. Uh, but I gave it a shot. I gave it a shot at my little cobra with no shields. Um, and it went well, like I said, surprisingly so. After trying to land at stations and seeing commands from people watching on the Twitch stream going, did you mean to do that? Yeah, yeah honest. 2% hull. Oh dear. But it was good fun, and that's the point, isn't it? We don't want this to become a chore. So if you're in the system and you fancy running some missions for us to try and help us win this election, we'd appreciate the help. And if you'd rather go off and do some exploring, we'd love the data when you come back. That would be great to make sure you sell it out at the moment. And, uh, yeah, it's been a busy old week, and we look to the future. Obviously, next weekend, the majority of the Hutton Truckers admin team will be up in Glasgow. Woohoo! And um, if you get there too late, we'll not be able to string a sentence together, but we're hoping to be able to meet some people at the Elite Meet 2016 at the Redhurst Hotel in the south side of Glasgow. You are still welcome to come. The tickets are still on sale. Ticket price includes a nice, stunningly tasty buffet at lunchtime that we just agreed this week. And we've also managed to arrange for a set meal on the Saturday night, which is considerably cheaper than what's on offer so you'll get a starter and a main or a main and a pudding or a starter and a pudding if you want they have okayed that although you we are, have two mains you can't have two mains we have two oh. you see the mains is the big money that's the big money I know. So, for example 12 pounds to include a starter and your main course and the main course they've got macaroni and cheese you've got burgers we've got all kinds of really tasty stuff as well um and if you were to, for example, go to the a la carte menu and pick up a steak, it's nineteen ninety nine. So, 
that's just for the steak, you know, that's just for the main course. Of course you're welcome to go a la carte if you want. The menu and the food at this hotel are very well reputed and they're, you know, it is fantastic and the staff are amazing and been really helpful to us. So if you have any issues at all, then get in touch with the staff. They will definitely want to help you out. Breakfast on the Saturday morning, I think, will be quite an interesting affair. On the Friday night, a lot of people are arriving at different points throughout the day. We do have a nominated taxi driver. Details are up on the website um <laughs> i just remember reading them my my brother saimuth has put up a rather interesting and colorful description of how travel might work for you and giving you the many options that you do have if you want to come along to this event rooms at the venue are full we're fully booked there but there are hotels nearby if you're traveling from elsewhere around scotland and you need any information then please just get in touch we do have a contact page on elitemeet.info that's the website you can buy your tickets there you can find links that take you to the nearby hotels you can find the travel instructions you can find the menu options for the set menu and we're hoping to have two sittings in the evening so that we don't overwhelm the restaurant and put them into a problem so it's going to be awesome now that's just the technicalities of the event that's not even the stuff that we've got there although it just occurred to me that if the patch that happened today has rendered the dk2 inoperable with elite we may need to just use different demos for the DK2 <laughs> at the event. We'll work on that. We'll try and make sure we get something working and definitely we'll have demos for the DK2s anyway so you'll get a good feel of it, if not in Elite Dangerous, which is an absolute bugger. Oh. Mind you, we could use one of the Oculus... Um, no, that doesn't work. You don't get the feedback from the head of moving your head. Uh We'll think something out for that. But there'll be Oculuses there, there'll be Xboxes there. We will have Artemis. Hopefully we'll have a functioning um, other games and stuff. We've got card games. We may have Elite RPG. It's a bit ropey because it's coming on to me to do. And I tend to be a bit busy at the moment. But we'll see what we can do with that. Uh, of course we'll have Hutton Truckers there. We'll have Lave Radio represented there. Uh, I don't think we've got Radio Sidewinder officially. But we've got tons of people... And it is just going to be a hell of a lot of fun. So if you can get there on the Saturday, the 2nd of April, between 10am all the way through to, I think, midnight, half past midnight, uh, there is a bar in our function which opens around about 11 and closes at 11, but the main bar stays open till quarter to one. So it's going to be a good night. It's going to be excellent. I'm looking forward to meeting everyone. I think we've just upset Hober, have we? Yeah, I can't make it this year. I mean, it was great when it was the other side of Birmingham, so it took me 20 minutes on the train, but Glasgow is a little bit far away. If you want, okay, just just because we like you, Cow and I can phone you up at about 11 o'clock at night when we're a bit drunk, if you want, and tell you what it's like. Well, well I'm prepared to do that for you. Yeah, that's fine. Or if you want I'll, to... I'll, I'll tell you what it's like from my side whilst I'm drunk. <laughs> 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 so that is the second of April, uh, and then of course the following weekend is the endurance run, um, Hober's run, Hogan, <laughs> brother. <laughs> and I think you know pretty much that's everything we needed to cover tonight. So thank you for tuning in. I think Hober, you had something you wanted to raise, didn't you, at the end of the show? Uh, have you got it queued up? That's a real question. I- I'm always ready to go. You should know that. Well, let me tell you something, brother. 
Two more little Hutton maniacs say your prayers, take your synthesis, and we'll never go wrong on the Hutton's run. Enough of that. That that that's that is just doing my nappering. <laughs> that is by far possibly Hober. I'm never going to let you near the record room again. That was oh, that's, that's that's awful. <laughs> yeah, but it makes sense. At least in my mind, it makes sense. Yeah, I'm again a bit concerned about your mind anyway. Well, that is us for tonight. Thank you very much for tuning in, everybody. We will catch you next week from half past eight. If you're needing any more trucker filling, then of course stay tuned to the Hutton Truckers Radio. It plays all our tunes and adverts and little funny adverts and all kinds of wonderful stuff and uh, is 24 hours a day apart from when it's not working, which could be any time at all because it does like to do that every so often. Um, but thank you, Hober, for joining me tonight. Um, thank you very much for having me. No. I, I don't feel I've quite fulfilled my prophecy, but I'll give it a go. And thank you, Spike, for joining us as well. You're very welcome. Was this not the dry run? I thought this was the rehearsal. Oh, God, no. Good rehearsal. That, that seems like something <laughs> we should possibly do. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe next week we'll do a rehearsal. That's what we'll try. We'll try one for next week. Yeah, honest. No, uh, uh, Vin will be back next week, so you won't have to. <laughs> Vin will be back. This is what he sounds like just now with his nasty cold. And that's why he's been strapped to his bed because he's a dirty germ filled boy. Yuck. Um, so, yeah, that's why he couldn't be with us tonight because he sounds like porno gnome. So, join us next week from half past eight. We will keep you posted on our Facebook page as to all the current ins and outs of the political team. Obviously by Saturday afternoon we hope to have a successful election run and we will play you out with a rather mellow tune just to bring your excitement levels back down after hearing Hober Mallow's amazing chocolate drip, oozy, silky smooth voice. And we'll play you out. Good night ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) I'll see you tomorrow. You'll see them all tomorrow. <laughs> In fact, now, before we finish it, can I just get a special shout out to Ram Clep's mum? <laughs> right, okay. We're going to clean it. See you next week. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. We are not doing anything like that. Nope. <laughs>